This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Roleplay Retcon does not own any parts of the movies we retcon, nor are we associate in any way with the artists who make them. Also, while we're not the rowdiest bunch, we are adults goofing off, so we might say some things some people might not want their kids to hear. This series features music by Miyu. Check him out on thedarkpiano.com. Previously on the Dungeons and Dragons movie. As Norda scouts have picked up Damanar's trail, which leads to Damanar's fortress just outside of Izmir. Hey, look, this is where we live. I knew it. I knew that his secret lair was right outside of our city. You start going down corridors. You're making haste. You're you're not really watching where you're going. Mervin, you hear all this commotion. And you see your doors fly open and a Goliath slam to the ground. And past him are your friends. <gasps> My friends! Friends! See, I came back for you just like you came back for me that one time. Well, I have a wand. I can cast spells, but I've never... I don't... I don't know if I can... I don't know if I can use a spell against a person. I mean... Thanks, nails. And I'm going to reach over and just, like, squeeze his biceps a little. They are trembling. Because, as previously stated on this episode, he's never killed anything before. I'm going to give him a big hug and a kiss on the cheek. You're doing great, buddy. And you turn around, and Damodar is standing directly behind Snails, his gauntleted hand clenched around Snails' throat. No, you let him go. I gave you every chance to avoid this. And he rams his sword through Snails' chest. No! And somehow you make it down the rope with Ridley still tucked over your shoulder. Please let me go. I have to save him. He's my brother. <laughs> no! Rejoin our heroes as Norda leads them into the woodland realm of the elves. There they meet the druid elf, Tom Baker. Yo, for real? For real, for real. (laughs) Your name is Tom Baker? (laughs) 
Yes, my friends, welcome to our woodland realm. Tom Bombadil, you sound like that guy with the wonky eye who's in Star Wars. I don't know if you've seen it. I I have not seen a Star Wars, no. It's pretty great. You sound like that guy. Thank, thank you. It sounds, You're welcome. It sounds like you've been through some shit. My best friend and my brother just died, so. I'm so sorry, child. Thank you. You're beautiful and perfect. Thank and you. And I love you. I, I love me, too. Do you love me? I do. I've just Thank met you. you, and I do. Thank you. I just met you, and I love you. I'm sorry. We're here in your woods. Can you tell us? Be wise and stuff. First, you need rest. Clearly, you've all been through an ordeal. I will see that my followers get you that rest you need. And they come down and they lead you away into small chambers. The woodland realm is actually a series of large trees and they've been hollowed out to make kind of cool houses. All the trees are are lit up and everything looks nice and wooden and pretty. And each one has a bed kind of carved out of the wood of the tree itself and then laid over with a mattress and blankets and everything is very nice. And you all get a very nice sleep. During the night, Ridley, you have a dream. You're in a vast field. And it seems like nothing is growing. The grass is brown. There's dirt exposed everywhere. But a little bit further on, you see a massive egg. And it's in this this strange nest. It's actually just a pile of rocks, but it can't be anything other than a nest. And you approach it. And as you do, the egg starts to slowly rock back and forth. And then it begins to crack. And then before you know it, it bursts apart. And there is born a dragon. A dragon? And as it emerges from the egg, life begins to blossom all around. The grass begins to grow and turns vibrant green. Wildflowers spring up all around. And as you stand in awe, the baby dragon stretches out its wings and takes to the sky. And then you wake up, and it's the next morning, and an elven attendant comes and brings you all out to Tom Baker. And I know it's a a weird thing that I named him Tom Baker, but as far as I know, he doesn't have a name in the movie, and he's played by Tom Baker. (laughs) So I've decided to just make him Tom Baker. That's great. Why, it's for... We're going to watch this movie, and you're going to be like, oh, they say his name like six times. <laughs> yeah, they say his name like a lot, and I just never learned it. 
I'm an idiot. No, okay. Hey, hey, Tom. Yes, my child. Are there any dragons in the area? There haven't been a dragon in these parts in an age. Why do you ask? I'm just wondering, you know, dragons. I feel like dragons might be the key to a better future. Dragons are a a magical force unto themselves. You see, when a dragon is born, it brings new magic and life into the world. Beauty. Beauty. Ferocity. All kinds of things. Are there any eggs you know of any? I do not know of any eggs. I'm sure any dragons that would be hatched would be far to the north. Mm. Thank you, Tom. You're welcome, Ridley. You, mage. Uh, Yes, hello. What purposes do you have to bring yourself here? I don't know. Is it time to put the cards on the table? I suppose. We're looking for the Rod of Sevril. We think we have both components we need to find the location of the Rod. Let me caution you against this quest. See, when a dragon is born, it brings new life to this world. New magic. But when a dragon dies... Well, as all things die, it's a great sorrow. But it has a lasting effect on the world around it. This rod you seek is man-made, and it goes against the very nature of magic. I I would caution you against it. Well, unfortunately, we've received a prophecy that we will all be cursed for the rest of our lives if we don't find it. That is a pickle. I like pickles. You know who really liked pickles? Who likes pickles? My best friend Snails liked pickles. Snails sounded like an amazing person. He was. Ridley... I'm very sorry for your loss. Thank you. But you must know that Snails is looking down on you now. Is he? And he's proud of everything that you are and will become. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of everything that he did. He was the best. He was better than me. And he should be here. And he is here. He's here in you, Ridley, and in all of you. You will be safe in our borders for a time. But if you truly are cursed to fulfill this quest of yours, you will have to venture out. I also suspect that wheels that are turning in Izmir that we don't want to be turning. Whoever whoever Damodar works for is... Surely moving against the Empress. What pieces of the puzzle do you have? Well, um, Ridley? We've got the map and the dragon's eye. 
Let let me see those. And he takes them from you. Oh, okay, sure, go ahead. And he lays the map out on the ground. And then he holds the dragon's eye up to the light. And as he does, a red beam shoots out from the dragon's eye and traces a line across the map. It seems to have pinpointed your exact location on the map in the uh, Woodland Realm and traces a line all the way to a cave marked about 20 miles to the south. It's not far. On horseback, certainly not. Yeah, I'm sure Nora will let us use her horses. Nora will help you on this quest as her duty instructs her to. But it will be a perilous journey. And I can't have you going in good faith without giving you a little something to aid you along your way. And he snaps his fingers. And from in the woods come out three elves, each carrying a different bundle. And the first elf walks up to you, Elwyn, and they open their bundle. And inside are two very intricate-looking bracers. They appear to be made out of gold, and there's a faint aura about them. These are the bracers of defense. They will help guard you from those that seek to harm you. I pick them up and and put them on. And they feel great, let me tell you. Mm. These feel great! What they do mechanically, to let you know, is they give you plus two to your AC. Sweet. Many thanks, Tom Baker. You are welcome, Dwarf Elwin. And then the next elf walks up to you, Mervyn. And they undo their bundle, which actually is the bundle itself. It's a cloak. Uh, it's what color would you like it to be? Hmm. Hmm. I like blue. All right. It's a blue bundle that turns into a blue cloak. And they hand it to you. It has a nice silver clasp on it. For, for you, Mervyn, this is the cloak of protection. It it will also protect you from harm. And maybe a little bit from yourself. Excuse me? I beg you're, your unbelievable you're, pardon? You're, you're, you're excused. <laughs> and Mervyn, this gives Tom, you a... I was going to say, Tom Baker, what does it do mechanically? <laughs> mechanically, it gives you a plus one to your AC... And then a plus one to all of your saving throws. Oh, fun. And the final elf walks up to you, Ridley. And they have a rather long bundle. And they unwrap it to reveal a very ornate rapier. It's a beautiful. This, Ridley, is the rapier of... Can you guess? It's protection. 
Thank you. May this blade stay other blades that mean to harm you. Thank you. And mechanically, this is acts as a plus one rapier, so you get plus one to attacks and damage. It also gives you plus two to your defense whilst holding it. Beautiful. Unfortunately, this is all I can spare apart from rather rudimentary supplies, uh, rations and such, uh, basic gear. But I think this will be all you need in your adventures. Thank you. You're such a wonderful person, and we truly appreciate your help. Your generosity is appreciated. You can pay me back by doing the right thing with the rod. Get some rest. You will have a long journey ahead of you. And the elves start to lead you away where you can rest and recuperate. But before they do, uh, Tom Baker stops you, Mervin. Hey there, Tom. Uh, what was your name again? It's it's Marilyn. 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 Okay. I'm so glad we're doing this. <laughs> I suppose it's whatever you want to call me. I I will call you Saracen. Saracen. Okay. I, I'm curious about what you mages think about magic. What what mages think about magic? It's all we think yes. about. But, I mean, how can you just rely on spells and and not feel the magic inside of you? Um, well, I, I'm more of a more, more of a scholar, really. Um, so I suppose, much in the same way, someone who studies gorillas is not actually a gorilla, even though they really love gorillas your point is well seen but you must realize that there's more to magic there's more to this world than than study and academia i mean i understand that what we know about magic is not even one tenth of one tenth of it that is true wisdom to know that you do not know all there is to know. What are you, um, what are you driving at here, Tom? Why do you need me to know this? I'm just curious about you. I don't get to spend a lot of time talking to mages. Yes, unfortunately, it seems they like to hold themselves up in their walls and know nothing about the outside world. I used to be one of them. I think I'm glad I'm not anymore. I was very upset about it at first, but seeing when you're outside of something, you can see the cracks better. While that has value, I would be saddened if you didn't go back one day and try to change things. You know, Tom, I used to think that. I used to think... That that I, I could change things, that, that the system was just broken and that it could be fixed to help everyone. 
But now that I've been outside of it for a long time, I don't think that's possible. I... I think it has to be burned down and planted anew. Burning down and planting anew as part of nature is still change. Yeah, I thought you might appreciate the nature metaphor. I do like nature. I'm a pretty druid boy. <laughs> Can I ask you, were you raised by, like, humans or something? Because, like, I have met other elves, and they have, like, elf names, and you don't really have an elf name. Is, it, is this, like... It's like not you... an elf name. It's a druid name. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you get used to it. Don't be disrespecting Oh, no, no, I've actually druids. met other druids, and now I, I remember <laughs> I knew one named Sally Field. Ride. Sally Field. <laughs> so, yes, that actually does make sense. Just something to think about, maybe. And he turns to go. <laughs> like, Mervyn just kind of chuckles to himself, like, <laughs> druids. And, uh, <laughs> um, I think, uh, goes to find Ridley. Okay. Ridley, where are you hanging out at? Are you, uh... I think I am weeping in my bedroom. Okay. That's where you find Ridley. Come in, I guess. Hey. How how are you? Not great, hey. probably. Well, my best friend and brother just died, and now I'm in some, like, weird... Yeah, I'm so great. So great. Thanks for asking. How are you, buddy? Um, I just... I wanted to tell you that I appreciated what he did for me. What you both did for me. Snails was such a good person. He was thoroughly good. You know, like, intrinsically good. You know, like, a person who's good to the core. That's what Snails was. Master Vilden was like that. And you know what I am? Marlin, you know what I am? I'm, like, bad. Are you angry with me? No, I'm not angry with you. I'm not angry with you. You're perfect. You are also good. Everyone's so good. You're good. Snails was good. Elvin's good. I am not good. And and I don't deserve to be here. Do you remember when I gave you my wand in the dungeon? Yes, and I didn't do anything with it. No. For a long time, I held the belief that anyone could do magic. But that's not, that's not right. Because thinking that anyone can do magic would mean that magic makes someone better. And it doesn't. It doesn't make anyone better. Magic's great. I love magic, but... But baking is great, and people who make cheese are great, and people who raise horses are great. 
And magic is not what makes someone great. People who people who put their lives on the line for the people are people who are good. And both you and Snails did that for me. You came back for me. And I think I would do it again. But there are bad people in the world. Yeah, like that guy who murdered my best friend. I suppose we have other business to take care of first, but... If we were to... Kill him... Is that something you would want to do? I just want my best friend back, you know? I just want everything to be good. I want everyone to be happy. I don't want anyone to be... Hurting or oppressed or starving in the street. I didn't want any of that. And Snails was that. He was starving in the street and we found each other and we lifted each other up and now he's dead. I don't know if we can do all of that. But I think if we find this rod and we get it to the Empress... We can really make a world where a lot of that is better. I think we have an opportunity here to actually do something to make things better. I think Snails knew that. Will Will you still go with us? Yes, I will still go with you. And, and I will make things better for... For the little kids who are like Snails. And I will make a better world for... I will make the world that snails would have wanted to live in, and I will still go with you. Hey, it's Ben. Ugh, not this guy again. Yeah, this guy again. It's, it's just happened that way. Um... We haven't recorded much recently because we're taking a little break because we actually finished this series and the next episode is the finale. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I started this recording without my script in front of me. Here we go. Now I've got it up. Great. Uh, thank you to uh, Miyu for partnering with us on this series. He's been our musical guest. Uh, he has done... Pretty much like 99% of the music that you've heard. I forgot that we did uh, some of the other the tracks in like the early episodes with the the like fun medieval uh, Hildegard von Blingen songs. Um, but otherwise, he's done everything. Uh, just a master of the piano. I love listening to his music. Um, you can find out all about him and his music at thedarkpiano.com. He's also on Spotify and SoundCloud, a couple other places. Um, please check him out. Please support him. I know I downloaded all his albums from Bandcamp for this. So, um, please, please support him. Uh, thank you to all the people who have been talking about us or to us on social media. Um, like Ian Fisher. Um, our best friend Franz, who is going by Pickle Pants, has chosen violence on Twitter. Iced Peppermint Mocha. Black Lives Matter Roll the Roll. And Rob Vincent. Uh, we got a Patreon. Um, if you want to uh, support us, um, we try to get you guys a couple of things every month. Uh, we do some blueberries, deleted scenes, and we also do a thing called randos, which is special uh, things that we record just for our patrons. Um, 
the last one we did was a Christmas Carol completely improv from memory and uh, ended up being one of the most fun things I've ever recorded in my lifetime. I love doing it and it's 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 not it's pretty funny. I do say so myself. Um I want to talk about Nerdsmith. Nerdsmith is a network of podcasts and streams, um, most of which are TTRPG related. Uh, we're a friend of the network, and Kim, our guest for this series, uh, is also part of that network, and we, we love Kim. Man, we love Kim. Hasn't Kim been so great? We're, we already like miss having her, and we can't wait to have her back for Rehash, which is what happens after the finale. Um, and on Rehash, we talk about uh, our... It's a special... <clears throat> let me start over. <laughs> on Roleplay Rehash... Uh, it's a special episode where we kind of have a rap party episode. We talk about how we did and how we think our thing stacks up to the original movie. And we actually talk about the original movie some. Um, and we also will read and discuss uh, submissions from, from our audience about how they would fix the movie or just their thoughts on the movie. Um, and if you want to do that, uh, hit me up on Twitter. Um, if you wanted to wait until after the finale, I'd understand that. And at that time, we'll also put out a call on Facebook and Instagram. Um, but still, hit us up on Twitter if you've got a. If you know how you'd fix it, like right now, tell me about it, okay? Uh, at Roleplay Retcon. Um, the next episode will be the finale. So buckle up. Uh, by, by the way, it's wild. It's just like non-stop action really um and then uh we'll do rehash after that then after that after rehash we'll do a thing we call writer's room we do a one-off episode with a with a special guest where we'll just watch a movie and spend an episode talking about how we would remake it um without actually going through all the like three month long steps um so lots of fun stuff coming up um Stay tuned for our next series too, which we haven't announced yet. It's a secret. We usually announce them on the on the writers' room episodes. So, stay tuned. Is that? Yeah, I guess you don't tune to things anymore, though, do you? Like you haven't tuned to things in decades. But stay uh, subscribed or liked or keep your headphones plugged in. That'll work. All right. See you guys next time. Norda comes to each of you and says we should probably start getting ready to go we know our path we know our objective we can get the rod and hopefully end this war before it starts we'll need to ride hard but we could be under an eye of some sort I think we're safe here but once we leave the safety of the village 20 miles isn't much but we need to go fast Norda, do you have fast horses? The, the fastest in the kingdom. Excellent. Once we get the rod, Ridley, we can find justice for your Thank friend. Thank you for saying that. So is Norda, like, with us now? Did Nord- Norda... Yeah, Norda's, like, with you. Party, partying up? Okay, cool. So, well, bye. Bye, Tom Baker. It was nice to meet you. Goodbye, Marlin. Well met indeed. Bye, Tom. Goodbye.
Goodbye, Ridley. Goodbye, Elwyn. May the winds speed you along your path like a leaf blowing in the breeze on a path. What? Thanks. I I get lost sometimes. It's I apologize. Okay. You said me too, buddy. Druids, man. <laughs> you gotta love druids. <laughs> Words are difficult. They're all like this, know. by the way. And you set off. You make your way out of the forest, and you ride hard. What's my horse's name? Your horse's name is Ethelfaf. Ethelfaf, cool, cool. No, that's a good horse name. Be a weird person name, but it's What's great. What's my horse's name? <laughs> Your horse's name is Drimbledoo. What's my horse's name? Your horse's name is Craig. You ride throughout the day. And toward evening time, you arrive at the destination on the map, a cave shrouded in forest and <clears throat> there's really not a lot to mark it. It's just a plain looking cave. Well, Mervyn's never seen a cave. So this is pretty cool for him. It's like rock holes. It's got stalactites. But no mites, though. Time is not our friend, so I guess we should just go in. I'll lead the way. Oh, thank God. All of you can see pretty well, except for Mervyn. Mervyn, it's dark in here. It sucks. Can you guys see anything? No. Yes, of course. I mean, yes. Yeah, they all have low light vision. <laughs> this sucks. Or dark vision in this version. They all have yeah, dark vision. Yeah, we do. Can I, can I use press yeah. a dissertation to just, like, make a sparkler? <laughs> I mean, you can, but you'd have to, like, keep doing it. Do you not have, like, a light spell? Yeah. I will allow you to have a light spell if you'd like. I do it. I make a little a little orb of light that sort of hovers around me. And you can see into the cave. And as you pass through the mouth of the cave, you all feel something. Is it it's like Is it good? Is it a good feeling? It's like you're passing through a field of static. So not not a good feeling. It's not a bad feeling. But it definitely is a feeling that you feel. And it almost pushes against you. <laughs> a field of force. A forceful something, field. <laughs> but then something kind of rings. And who's holding the dragon's eye? It's me. You feel it kind of push back against this field. Like... And you all pass through. Oh, did it. Good job, guys. You did it. Whew. We're in. Let's move on. And you start going down the corridor. And it looks just like a regular cave. But then it starts to slope downhill. And... As you go through, 
the cave starts to change. The stone walls that are bare start to form themselves. The stone walls start to become carved. And it looks as if they are carved into bricks, as in you might find in a dungeon or a castle. I'm going to look around to see if anything looks dangerous. Sure. Roll me an investigation. Ooh, 20. Uh, on the die. Plus, uh... So you're uh, saying okay. you rolled an at 20. Yes. Hit that buzzer. You don't see anything dangerous. Excellent. What you do see is a glint off of Mervyn's, uh, kind of reflected from Mervyn's orb of light further down into the, the chamber. Ooh, there's something shiny down there. And as you draw near, you see a massive metal door set into the stone wall. And on it is a large red dragon. And it is massive. It holds up one clawed arm, and the other holds an egg. And it has one large red eye, and the other is an empty socket. Uh, Ridley? Doors are your area of expertise, I believe. Yeah, they are. Can I can I roll an investigation? Sure, roll an investigation. Seven. Seven. Ridley, you don't see anything to be wrong with the door. If you're looking for traps, you don't find any. Okay, but I maybe I should do lore instead. Tell you what, roll me an insight. Well, that is a 14. You are looking at this thing, and you notice that the one red eye that's up there is roughly the same shape and size as the eye of the dragon. Oh, I feel like I'm supposed to put my eye of a dragon in there. I'm going to stick it in the door. I'm going to stick it in there. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So it's a little high up. I assume you'll have to get a boost from Elwyn. Elwyn, thank you. And Elwyn boosts you up, and you place the Eye of the Dragon into the empty socket. And as you do, it glows a bright, striking red. Ooh, that's pretty. And the door begins to rumble. And it opens in to reveal a large, large room filled with riches. Oh, riches. There is gold piled everywhere. Coins, necklaces, bracelets, cups, bowls, more necklaces. It's just there are gems and there are fancy suits of armor. The whole room is filled. Wow. Nice. Are there any rods? Roll me 
That'll be a perception check. Roll me a perception check. Everybody give me one. Everybody. For old time's sake. You know what? I don't... I, I really could just do a detect magic spell. I mean, if you'd like to, <laughs> go ahead. 22. Seven. Seventeen. Seventeen's good. Twenty-two. Twenty-two is better. <laughs> Numerically, yes. Uh, I got a thirteen. You got a thirteen, which is the worst. Mm, great, but still good enough. You all see at the far, far end of the room is a rod. It's being held by a skeleton that is suspended up on in the air, hanging from some sort of contraption. Um, how far up in the air? It's about uh, four feet off the ground. It's not very high up. No. Unless you're a dwarf. Mage hand. And I'm going to attempt to wriggle this rod out of the skeleton's hands. As your mage hand goes forth into the room, it dissipates. Uh-oh. That's no good. I think this might be a no-magic zone, fellows. Hmm. Well, how do we get past that? I think with our hands and our feet. I see. And our butts. Is there anything... The same thing you've done your entire life without magic, I suppose. <laughs> Is this something that I could climb? You feel like it would be very fragile. Let me let me give a, a good description of it. The skeleton is hanging on... It's almost like a dream catcher. Hanging from the ceiling. So imagine, imagine a dream catcher and then a skeleton is like at the center of it. And then he's holding a rod. Oh, you know what? I think this is fine. I think this magic field is just here so that no one can detect the rod with find locate object or something like that. The only way to find it is with the map and the dragon's eye. Look, I'll just uh, I'll just walk up and look. I'll just pluck it right out of the hands. It's just four feet off the ground, and I I just use my actual mage hand, my mage's hands, my hand <laughs> the hand of the, of mage. the mage, mage named Mervin. Uh, and I attempt to wriggle the staff out of the skeleton as you reach up and grasp the rod the skeleton snaps to attention yeah it's never that easy is it who seeks the rod of Savril oh hey hey have we have we spoken before I I, I, I don't, don't think so no you're not okay hmm thought you were maybe um my name is Mervin hi don't let anyone tell you differently I, I wasn't going to, uh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, y you'll see. <laughs> uh, this is my... the And these are my friends, uh, Elwyn and um, Whitley. Nice to meet you. Uh, ple pleasure's all mine. Nord is probably back there skulking in the shadows somewhere. I am not st skulking. Do you need to know more than that? Why do you seek the rod? Oh, boy. It is a complicated political reason, but basically we think a Illuminati-style cabal of mages are attempting to rule the world through fear and and death. 
and we are going to give this rod to an empress that we think will not let that happen. Sounds like my kind of guys. Well, you're dead, and so I'm going to take this now. Be warned. Those who seek to use the rod of Savril shall suffer a terrible fate. Well, wait, now hold on a second, because we were told by a map that if we didn't seek the Rod of Seville, we'd, hold, we'd, we'd have a terrible fate. It's one of those Catch-22 situations. Yeah, a cursed if you do, cursed if you don't kind of thing. Yeah, 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 that's how we built it. Well, we're not actually looking to use it. I think it's more of a... Keep it away like a, from the bad like guys. A, like a nuclear deterrent. Like a nuclear deterrent. I don't know what that means, but yeah, yeah, you know, the best weapon is the one you only have, you don't have to fire kind of thing. Yes. <sighs> Although I didn't, I hadn't considered that we rather like the person we're going to be giving this to. Well, it did me a load of good. And his hands relax. And the rod comes away in your hands. Ooh, it's heavy. It is heavy. As you raise it up, the light trickles into it, and you get a good look at it. It's lengthy. It's probably about two feet long. It's red with black spines. The handle looks like like bone. And then the top of the rod hooks around a single orb suspended between it and it's the orb is blood red and it shines and Mervyn make me a wisdom saving throw wouldn't be a magical item without one of these in there okay what do I got here so I got plus one thanks to my cloak it wasn't a great roll though I got a five total <laughs> And you used your inspiration earlier, didn't you? I sure did, Alex. Mervyn, you feel this power cascade through you. Through this rod, nations would bend to your will. Dynasties would be crushed under your heels. You could control the world atop the backs of red dragons. I... I really think maybe... You know, it really wouldn't be a very good thing to just force this on the Empress. She's so young. I've done a lot of growing. I've, I've been pretty wise. I... I think I'd be a good Emperor. Uh... Mervyn? And then you turn, Mervyn. And you see a mural in front of you. A mural of a city in flames. On one side is what looks like a wizard. He's holding aloft a golden rod and he's pointing it out. On the other side is another person, another wizard, dressed eerily similar to the skeleton you just pulled the rod out of the hands and it's holding a rod very similar to yours he's also pointing toward the center of the 
the, the city mural. And above it are dragons tearing each other to pieces as they burn everything around them. Mervyn grips the rod in his hands uh, and he, he whispers, Burn it down. You hear the voice of Tom Baker. You can pay me back by doing the right thing with the rod. And you feel like yourself again. But with a shadow. Guys, I'm not I'm not sure this is a good guy, Rod. Like even just sort of looking at it, it doesn't seem very What happened? Not nothing. Nothing really. Nothing really? Just um just remembering just remembering something Tom said. Hmm. Can I hold it? No, no I, I think I should. I'm just, I just I think I'm 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 the best with magical objects here. I dedicate my whole life to them. I I think this is um what I'm supposed to do here in this quest is hold on to this rod. Well, I don't want to keep it. I just wanted to hold it for a second. I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? It's very powerful. Even just holding it can be a be a difficult thing to well, do. Well, I'm no mage. I, I I can't use it. Norda comes in and says We've got the rod we should get out of here. We have we have to make haste back to the Empress. My thoughts exactly. Let's go. And you make your way back to the mouth of the cave. And as you emerge, you come into view of Damodar and 20 Crimson Brigade guards. What is happening? We're going to record a promo we're right now. We're going to record an advert. We're going to record okay. an advert. Hi, we're the D&D <laughs> show. The, the Dungeons and Dragons. No, <laughs> somebody else is going. We are a Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast. Though sometimes we don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Sometimes we play other games like Call of Cthulhu. That's about what we've done so far. Now, scratch that. <laughs> take four. Hi. <laughs> oh, you're a dickhead. You're a dickhead. <laughs> Hi, my name's Luke. I'm the host of a podcast called The Dice and Dice Show. What do you do? Well, largely we just play D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, but sometimes some other stuff too. We also talk shit for half an hour, talking about films, uh, movies, they're the same as films, really. <laughs> but yeah, we talk about Dun- we, we play Dungeons and Dragons, it's an actual play podcast. If that's your thing, then check us out. The Dice and Dice Show, D&D Show, and give us a listen, see what you think. Boom. That is all the most sure confusing I can... <laughs> <laughs> 